This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so I assume that you're here today because you either have an idea for a product or you want to create one. Um, creating a product is definitely a journey. And I hope that if you're on that journey, you're doing really well, but perhaps you're stuck somewhere. So sometimes we can get stuck on this product creation journey for practical reasons. So not sure what to do next, maybe not enough money to um, fund the initial product and that kind of thing. Um, But sometimes we can get stuck for other reasons. So maybe you have an idea for a product and you're too scared to tell anyone, you're too scared to talk about it because you worry about what people might say. Um, Maybe you have a product idea and, you know, you've done some research, people know about it, it's looking good, but you're, you know, you've got some worries and you're a bit too anxious to even go out and look for suppliers. Or maybe you've done so much work on your product, you've got a spec, you found a supplier, but you just can't get yourself to actually place that order. So whatever the situation, today's guest is going to really help you. So Emma Jeffries is a qualified coach, NLP practitioner and emotional intelligence expert. She specialises in helping people get out of their own way in all things life and business and trades under the name of Action Woman, as in her words, nothing changes if nothing changes. So listening to here, Emma tackle four of the most common reasons I hear for stalling in your product creation journey and how you can overcome them. So now I'd like to introduce you to Emma. So Emma, I've been um, asking around and, you know, trying to find out the main reason that people just aren't getting going with their product creation or or anything, in fact. And um, I'm going to just run through you a few of the things that I hear and perhaps you can just help talk us through and give us some advice on how to get moving, if that sounds good. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so the first thing I hear is, well, why would anyone even buy my product? It'll probably be rubbish anyway. Why should I even bother? What would you say to that, Emma? Well, it's making me smile because that's such a great example of a limiting belief. You know, someone just even before they've even got out of the block starting to question whether they're good enough. And I think, you know, we all have a belief system that we've developed over the years and it guides us on a daily basis. And we have to remind ourselves those those beliefs aren't truths or facts. They're just stories, stories we kind of tell ourselves to make sense of the world around us and to keep us safe. And yet, as adults, sometimes those stories don't keep us safe anymore. They just hold us back. And I would say this is a really good example of that 
And the great news is about beliefs is we can challenge them and we can question them and we can change them, choose kind of new ones. So with that particular barrier, I feel like I would encourage people to step outside of their own headspace and just look more objectively because quite quickly you can see how, you know, why would anyone buy my product is just such a ridiculous question to hold in your head because do people buy products? Yes. Do people buy products like this? Assuming that you have not invented something completely groundbreaking, then yes. Why do people buy products like this? Well, is it useful? Does it make you look good? Does it make you feel good? Like what's the kind of essence of the product? And then actually to look more objectively against that product, does that product stack up? Does it offer something to the world? And I think, do you sort of mean like starting to put some of the evidence down breaks down that story you've created in your head. And the other thing that strikes me is we're really good at generalizing. So I think you said it'll probably be rubbish. How do you get specific about rubbish? How do you actually, what do you mean by rubbish? Is it just that actually generally in life you feel like you're lacking or you're not good enough or you're always comparing yourself to other people and you've kind of let that spill over into this venture as well? Or actually, have you got genuine concerns? Is this a really helpful alarm bell going, do you know what, maybe there are some product kinks that need ironing out before it is good enough? In which case, get them out, get them onto paper and then you can do something about it. So I think, you know, breaking that whole thought down is a really important kind of part of it and then the coach in me just wants to ask how do you define rubbish like who defines rubbish is it you <laughs> is it your customers is it your friends and family like how could you find out and Vicky I'm sure you'd say wearing your you know your um consultant hat like how how do you find out what people think about it how do you collect evidence so could you research it with friends and family or a wider audience so that you actually can verify whether that thought is true or not but I think you don't have to believe your product is the best in the world but you do have to believe in it right you do. can't go out there and sell something that you don't believe in so this is a really important thought to overcome you do and I think if you actually have an idea for a product and you've had an idea I believe them there's something in that now whether as you say it means the product as you're thinking about it is you know, the best it can be, possibly not. But the fact you've come up with this idea, I think there is something in that. And the other thing that I was thinking is, so it's interesting when someone says, why would anyone buy my product? It's kind of, um, maybe, you, I, don't, I haven't prepared you obviously for this, Emma, but I don't know if you can talk a bit around this, but to me, I kind of think, well, you and your product are separate. I mean, it's a bit, you put a lot of yourself into it, but it's not like someone would say, oh, okay, I'm not going to buy Emma's product because they wouldn't necessarily know you were the person behind that product. So I think, do you think there's something else? Is it a fear yeah. of failure maybe? Um, I think we just like to make things about ourselves. I think we think yeah. that people care about us in it. And actually, if you flip it, if you've got a really good product idea, and let's imagine that product is going to make thousands of people's life easier, then I would encourage people to say, who are you to stand in the way of that product going to market, right? Yeah, because by you getting all hung up about it and making it about you, you are actually denying all those people this great product. And it's funny, um, most of us spend too much time worrying that other people think things about us 
or are in yeah have got a kind of view of us and actually most people are too busy kind of wrapped up in their own stuff so actually again I think yeah it's a a big hang-up that actually people can let go of the other thing I'd say what's the worst thing that happens you put a product onto Amazon you get rubbish reviews surely that's a chance to apply a, a growth mindset which is what can I learn from this what can I do better next time what's the next iteration of this product you know and I think maybe if people are kind of it's either good or it's bad they're just applying too much of a fixed mindset yeah, absolutely and I mean I don't mind sharing when I put my first product on Amazon I got lots of bad reviews about the packaging because it was really flimsy and it kept falling apart and so mm. the next time I placed an order I just improved the packaging and it's fine and I'm still selling that now and I think I don't know maybe there's something in accepting that we are going to make mistakes because we're human and we all do but this is really good because this is kind of an area where it's not good to make mistakes but you know you, you put something out and it maybe it's not quite as good as it can be but people will tell you people are great at giving feedback but not all not so much when it's brilliant but when things aren't you know can be improved people are great at telling you that and then mm. you've got a chance to make things better and that's a good thing I think and that's how the world works. I think, you know, I probably should know the stat, but I can't remember how many iterations of the light bulb there were before it actually worked. But, you know, there is that famous quote, isn't there, about not giving up on it. You know, no product goes to market perfect first time. You know, there's always been the whole kind of R&D process behind the scenes until someone's ready to release it into the world. So that's part of being a great product designer and a you know, product creator Absolutely. is that you're prepared to experiment and twix and, you know, fit, tweak it until it's where you want it to be it's part of it absolutely and I mean my advice to people always is to just get started really because once you get started you're you know you're on the way to having something great and also something else that I I talk about this a lot so you've heard this a lot on my podcast but as coming back to what you said earlier Emma talking to people if you're not sure whether you've got a good idea or not the best thing you can do is actually go and ask people find people who are you know your likely customers and say to them I'm thinking of creating this what do you think and people you know if you're asking the right people they're generally quite honest aren't they if people think well there's already quite a lot of those or they're I don't know getting old-fashioned or whatever it is people will say and I think people also say if you've got a good idea and this also leads me so nicely onto the next thing I hear a lot from people which is well what will people think when I tell them I'm doing this? Because it's, it's, it's all very well for me to say, you know, go and ask your friends. But actually, what if you're really worried about your friends judging you or your partner judging you or someone putting you down and saying, you know, what, what makes you think you can do this? I think that's, you know, it's a genuine concern. And what would you say to that, Emma? I think this one comes up so much, right, in so many different ways. And it is the most liberating concept that you can get your head around if you can accept that actually what they think doesn't matter. That, and people sometimes kind of, you can see them reel a bit when I say this, but you know, actually it is true. What other people think of you and what you are doing is absolutely none of your business. And that can be a really hard concept, but it is so (laughs) intriguing. It is hard. Yeah, I know you're looking at Gosmack. Um, The you know, the only person that needs to be happy with what you're doing is you. And, you know, I think I said before, most people are so wrapped up in trying to live their own lives that they spend very little time thinking about you. But the truth is that if they have a reaction that's difficult for you to hear, it's not about you anyway, it's about them. And I'll give you an example that 
I was really upset that when I first made the decision to retrain to become a coach, someone in my life was very, very unsupportive. You know, they were derogatory, they were negative. They made me feel really low about it. And I found that really hard until I realized that actually they've always wanted to leave their job. They've never been happy. They've always wanted to kind of start again and go for something, a new kind of lifestyle. And they've never done it. So actually his reaction was nothing to do with me. His reaction was about what was going on for him about his life and his thoughts. And he was projecting them onto me. How you made him feel. Mm. Not intentionally, but how, yeah. How how he he filtered my experience and my choices and how it made him feel about his choices and his lack of, you know, adventure. He hadn't decided to go on that adventure himself. So I think, you know, I always say to people, if you're worried about what people will think, remember that it just, mat- it just matters that you stay authentic to yourself, that you do what feels right for you. And if you lean towards what that person says or that person, you know, if it's good advice, great, you know, or you haven't thought of this, you might want to think of this. But if it's someone just casting doubt over your kind of venture, then stay true to yourself. Don't give your power away. Because people will always have lots of thoughts about lots of things and they're actually irrelevant to your choices and your decisions. And one thing sitting with clients is I listen very carefully for the word should. And I think this is, you know, a tip for people is listen to what's going on in your head. Because if you're constantly thinking I should do this or I should do that, then just be aware that that word is often about meeting the expectations of others. So why should you do it? Is it because your competitors are? Is it because your mum thinks you should? Is it because it looks like that's what everybody else is doing? And that's the time to kind of come back to (laughs) what do I want to do? Like what actually to kind of connect with yourself and kind of be true to yourself and to own your own journey. So I think you can lose the fear of telling other people when you realise that actually their reaction to it doesn't change anything that's great advice thank you and I agree I think if you're passionate about doing this you absolutely should mm. um, and often I think if you are if you do have a passion for it I sometimes feel like if you do have a passion for it and you know you, you've decided this is something you're going to go for sometimes what other people think kind of it's almost like you filter it out you stop hearing it because you know you're on the right track does that make sense it does and or the other thing and this is you know there was another way to look at this which is if you're someone who does find it difficult to shake off other people's reactions irrespective of the fact that that's about them not about you then you can do what uh, i refer to as the shawshank (laughs) model you know you can secretly and diligently crack on with your um business and then when you're ready, you pop up the other side and there's a big kind of ta-da moment as you've tunneled underneath everybody. So actually, if you're someone that struggles with the kind of energy from other people and might get derailed, you don't have to tell people. You know, you can work on it, be focused, keep your circle small and then actually surprise everyone when you, when you come out the other side. So you find out what works for you. You don't have to tell, shout it from the rooftops before you're ready. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even when I, I mean, I am a big fan of talking to people about your products before you launch it, but your friends, your family might not be the best people to talk to anyway. One, because they might not be the customer. And if they're not your ideal customer, then I would say, 
you know, they're, they're definitely not the best people to get input from. But also, if you feel they're not going to be supportive, they're not the best people to talk to. And you don't actually even need to talk to people that you know. Um, if people want to go back and listen to episode 10, um, we had an interview there with Abby Turnis, who talks about customer research and how you can do this all online and how you don't actually have to talk to you know real i'm saying that inverted commas people if you don't want to and yeah you can you, you can do a lot of work without sort of letting those in your you know closest to you what am i trying to say you can do a lot of work without talking to those closest to you if you believe that that's not going to be positive for you. well also that i think that's you've hit on an interesting point there which is keep keep the information gathering about the right thing right you want people's feedback on the product maybe the price, maybe the colorways, maybe like you want to know whether that is kind of marketable and is going to sell. Actually, I think it's falling into the trap of asking for people to believe, you know, do you think I'm good enough? Do you think I can do this? You know, actually, stay, just, I mean, stay into the kind of objective product feedback. That's where you want people's opinion. You Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want their opinion on whether they think you can do it. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, it's, they really you kind of need to be taken out of the equation almost because it is about the product because absolutely you can do this. If you're listening to this and you have an idea for products, I absolutely believe you can do this. So, you know, don't let anyone tell you otherwise because you you can. Um, Okay. And actually, um, unless you had anything else on this point, Emma, actually, Oh, this is, this is amazing. We're flowing so well. I actually really nicely onto the next thing I hear a lot. Unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about on this point. No, I think I just hope people hear that the expert on this podcast has just told you that you can do this. So you can ignore your auntie, your grandma and, you know, your five-year-old who <laughs> doesn't have a qualified professional opinion. You can, you absolutely can. But something I do hear quite a lot, despite telling people that they can a lot, is, okay, I don't have the right experience. So I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I've, you know, I've never worked in retail or product development or, you know, I've come from the wrong kind of background. So I can't do this. And that is something I hear quite a lot. Um, before I hand over to you, Emma, I would like to just point out to people that I didn't either. I didn't have the right in inverted commas experience. I've never worked in retail before. I'd worked a variety of, of jobs, um, but none of them would, none of them were like kind of obvious fits to doing what I do now. However, I do believe that whatever you've done, it, there's, you know, there's going to be elements of your experience or your personality that will mean that you can absolutely succeed at this. So in my example, I did a lot of writing in my previous life that really helps when it comes to things like writing product descriptions because I've got a lot of writing experience um some things you know I'm I'm not so good at but you know you learn as you go um you can get a little bit of help but I I I just wanted to make that point before handing over to you Emma that I absolutely believe that whatever you've done up until this point you have experience you have knowledge you have skills and you have attributes that will help you so absolutely and you you know you went into it with such the right attitude and I think but again that's a limiting belief isn't it I don't have the right experience it's kind of you've you've just closed the box down before you've even started and there's something really interesting about this because this is a belief that gets worse the older you get so if I if you could think about being 19 again which is a long time ago now for me 
But, you know, when you were 19 and you looked at your life ahead, you didn't go, oh, well, I can't get a job and I can't get promoted and I can't buy a house and I can't have kids and I can't get married because I've never done any of that stuff before. You dreamed of that life, whatever that life was, and you went out and you made it happen and you kind of figured it out on the way and you trusted that you'd have all the resources, um, either your own or drawing on those of others, to make that happen. And neurologically, from about 30 we then start doing this really weird thing where we start drawing on our past as proof of our future. So we go, what have we done already? Because that will define what I can and can't do now. So actually that suddenly limits us, right? Because if you're only just drawing from what you've done before, suddenly you're kind of back in that box. So I think, and we see it a lot. If it, this is an element of this is imposter syndrome. Um, there's a kind of expert persona in imposter syndrome where People think, unless I know absolutely everything on the subject, I'm not qualified to start. And it's kind of this weird thing that makes no sense when you say it out loud, which is why it's good to say things out loud, that you have to have proven you can do it before you've even started, which clearly makes no sense because everybody is unexperienced until they've done it. So exactly to the point you said, I would encourage people to look more creatively and broadly at your skills like what have you got that you could draw on so are you creative and really good at problem solving are you really patient and determined um are you great at communicating maybe you're a bookworm right you love research and that's your thing which is you're really good at kind of just going out there and reading everything on the subject because you've already got those skills that can help you you're just not seeing them in the right light and i think uh, how many probably three tips I would say here I think one is get specific like face it head on again when you say I don't have the right experience or I don't know what I'm doing what do you need to know like again we're really good at generalizing and putting a great big thing out there and it's like I can't break that down so break it down you know what do you need to know who do you need to speak to where could you get that information like if you can get action orientated about that then quite quickly that fear goes away which leads on to the second thing which is Perhaps this whole new venture feels really overwhelming and scary, but if you chunk it down and bring it into the here and now, then you can just do one thing. Like what's the smallest, tiniest step that you could do? And it might be going back to listen to podcast 10 and the, the whole research part, right? You know, it's kind of what is the one action that could take you forward? And then you do that. And then when you've done that, you look at the next step and you only focus on the next step ahead of you and actually don't worry too much about kind of the big picture but stay in the moment and the third thing I think is engage your curiosity like one of the most powerful things you can do is to suspend that disbelief that's coming out in that barrier that you've talked about there so actually I don't know if you can do it or not and actually you don't know if you can do it or not because you haven't done it so there is an argument to say suspend it and Rather than tell yourself you can't, how about introducing a sense of wonder? Like, I love the question. I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I can create a best-selling product by Christmas. Because suddenly that changes the energy. I'm like, wow, I could do this, right? Yeah. And you get curious and you get childlike and you go, and you start to kind of find that inner sense of challenge and rising to a challenge. And it totally changes. It's the same, you're still not saying, I am going to. But just by bringing curiosity and wonder into it, it's a really useful tool. 
um, and it changes the whole way that you show up. So, yeah, try that. If you know, if you are a person that thinks actually, I, I don't know if I can do this, then apply a little bit of wonder to the oh, situation. I like that. That's nice. And a few things I'll add. I mean, the first one is is that I don't know what the ideal, again, inverted commas, ideal background for product creator is. Let's face it, um, there are only so many inventors in the world. If you think you have to be an inventor to create and sell a product, then you know it's only so many. Well, surely you have to be a human, right? You just have yeah. to spot a need. You just have to you spot do. something that doesn't work properly or something that you need. So that's what's incredible, isn't it? You just need to be a real life breathing. Yeah, human. you don't need to be an inventor. You don't need any special qualifications. As far as I know, there is no degree in product creation that I know of someone will probably prove me wrong here but I don't think we'll do <laughs> um if you look at the founders of any products out there they've all come from such varied backgrounds you know mm. if you google the head of any sort of big brand uh, and look at their backgrounds you know I'm, I'm sure that then may, may, maybe there are similarities maybe not but people come from all kinds of different backgrounds before creating products um if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast where we've been talking to people who have their own products businesses again they all come from you know really varied backgrounds and you don't you know there's no sort of set skill set that you need to have because you know anything that you don't know as I said you can learn or you can draw upon other people to help you Mm -hmm. and also coming back to your point Emma about sort of the small steps um if if you know if for you it's helpful you know you feel like one of the things is putting you off is you don't really know what's involved I do have a checklist I'll link to for the show notes which basically breaks down all the stages of creating a physical product and it might be that just sort of having a look at what's involved might actually help you a bit then because I think part of it is is fear of the unknown as well because if you don't know exactly how to get from okay where I am now with my idea to where I want to be with my product on the shelves or the virtual shelves if you don't know how to get from here to there it's a lot harder to kind of bridge the gap so but that checklist is great and you know actually what I would suggest if someone is still feeling a bit wobbly is to take that checklist and then to write against that okay so what have I got in my toolkit of skills and resources and that I that I could draw on right now what could I do Who else do I know that I could speak to? And for each of the stages, just go through because then you'll identify what you can do and actually have a plan for the bits that still feel like they might, you might still be a bit lacking. You know, you'll have a plan to action. So then there's no reason that you'll get stuck on any of the stages. So that checklist sounds great. Yeah, I think it's worth listening to. And uh, listening to, it's it's definitely Mm -hmm. worth looking at. And also, please, you know, remember that I'm here and I'm a real person. And, you know, you can email me, speaky at tinychipmunk.com, ask questions. I've got a whole blog of resources that I can point you in the right direction if there's something specific that's holding you up or you just want to know. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, my my main thing here would be just ask. Don't be afraid of asking. If If you don't know something, find somebody to ask and ask or go on Google and ask, but just ask because everything you need to know is out there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the fourth and final thing that I hear a lot, um, and yeah, is I don't have the time right now or I'm not ready or I think I'll, you know, I'm going to launch a product. I've got this really good idea, but I think I'll do it next month or next week or when the kids start school or, um, you know, good old procrastination at its best right um oh wow yeah procrastination I mean it's funny isn't it people procrastinate for so many reasons but in this case in this context this is a staying safe thing this is a 
you know, you see it all the time. If I fill my life with all the little things, particularly little things for other people that don't really matter to me, I will, ha- I will be able to avoid the big thing that does really matter to me, but scares me. And this absolutely smacks of that, right? Which is you keep yourself safe, you keep yourself busy and you don't drop the dream, but you just put it slightly out of reach so that it, you don't have to deal with the difficult emotions and feelings right now. So I think, yeah, it's an interesting one that. And I think there is a really good, well, I think the first thing is there's that wonderful, wonderful uh, quote, isn't there? Which is, you know, if you really want to do something, you'll make time. And if you don't, you'll make excuses. So I think it's recognizing that if you do make a decision to start now, there's always a way around the time thing. You know, you, and I will say to people, think creatively. People will go, well, I haven't got a day. And it's like, fine, okay, what have you got? Have you got 10 minutes? Have you got half an hour? Could you get up earlier? Could you use Sunday afternoon? You know, if, you, if, if it's a childcare thing, could you use Sunday afternoon? So I think you can get creative about how, how you can show up for your dreams once you've decided you're going to make them happen. And in order to decide to go for it, you know, it, it taps into a lot of the things we've talked about today. You've got to kind of go, you know, believe in yourself. You've got to not worry about whether it works first time or whether you need to, you know, have some iterations. You've got to not worry about what people think. You've got to trust that you'll figure everything out on the way. But I think um, you've also got to connect with why this matters to you in the first place and why you want to do this. And there's a really good coaching exercise that connects you I guess with your intrinsic motivation it kind of paints a picture of what have you got to lose by going for it and what have you got to gain like an understanding that actually normally you've got more to lose by staying where you are than you have for going for this thing and figuring it out on the way so I'm what I might do it's quite complicated to do um probably on a podcast, but what I do if you're, if you'd like me to is I I can kind of write it up as a self coaching exercise and then your listeners can kind of download that because I think it's a really helpful, it's just four questions to ask yourself, but I think it connects you with actually, I do want to do this. And if I don't do it now and someone else comes out and does it, I'll be really gutted. And so actually it's kind of the, the motivation, pressing that start button really is what it helps you to do. Um, and it, I think, I love this example. I use it all the time. I think it's relevant here, so I will just share it. But there's a great example that um, the comedian, the, so Seinfeld, the comedian, was with a load of comedic writers, young comedic writers. And someone said, you know, but how do I, how do I get as funny as you? It's really hard to even start because I'm really scared that every time I put something out there and it's not quite funny enough for it, you know, it's just, it's demotivating and it's just too, it feels too big. And Seinfeld was like, well, the only way you get funny, right, is by writing, by attempting to kind of try different things and, and honing that craft. But what he did was he got people to write something. He got them to share it with a wider world. And then he got them to take out a calendar and just put a cross in the calendar. And he said, your only job now is not to break the chain. So your only job is to show up every day to write something and to be able to tick off that you wrote something and to stop worrying about the kind of final end result some point in the future where you get where you want to get to. And I think it's always a great one for procrastination, this, which is if you bring the focus back to just showing up and doing one thing and being able to tick that off, 
And then you get up the next day and you tick off the next thing, even if that's 10 minutes when the kettle's boiling because you're saying you haven't got the time right now. One day you wake up and you're funny. You know, one day you wake up and your product's listed on Amazon and there you are. So I think that's a really helpful way to look at it, which is just bring it down to showing up and doing something and taking the thoughts away from the final goal. I think that's really helpful, Emma. And I don't know about you, but I find for myself that the first step getting started is often the hardest. And mm-hmm. once you've built up a bit of momentum and once you've got so far, you get to this point where, well, I've done this. It's either, you know, I've done this, so I might as well now do that. Or you get a bit more confidence. It's just, I think things definitely, yeah, momentum builds momentum, they say, don't they? I'm sure that's a real quote. <laughs> if not, I've made it up. <laughs> but I feel like getting started is always the hardest and so I mean a a challenge I would give if you know to everyone listening is think of one small thing as Emma said that you could do today Mm. or tomorrow say in the next 24 hours think of one small thing so you've got this product idea think of one small thing you do next 24 hours and it might be something really really small it might be to go and download Emma's self-coaching worksheet which I will link to in the show notes it might be to google something you don't know but I, I would yeah challenge you to in the next 24 hours take one tiny step and see how you're feeling after. and I think and just to build on that, I think the other thing is, you know, a massive part of, of coaching is an accountability partner. And so who could be your, you know, back to the don't worry about telling the world and his wife, but who could keep you accountable? Because back to this, this can be scary and you can have all these fears and concerns and you can suddenly fill your life again with everybody else's small stuff. Who could you confide in and check in with and use to help keep you on track because once you put this out there and said I'm going to do it and committed to it you know everything starts with a decision to try then how do you make sure you show up for yourself because we're the easiest person to cancel on and I think if you have that person who can just check in and you can be like no actually I had a bad week you're right I need to kind of get back on it then again that can be a really helpful so maybe think about who your your kind of star team around you are that's fantastic thank you for that Emma and you know if you want to tell me I'm always I'm always here listening and I will celebrate every win so if you want to send me a message you want to email me send me a message on Instagram to tell me that you've taken a small step I would be so so happy to genuinely I'd be delighted to hear that so yeah feel free to do that as well because I will I'll be your cheerleader and I'll be so and I'll be so proud um okay well I think we've covered off the the four main ones that I hear Emma was there anything else that you wanted to add before we finish up I think just to say go for it you know that we're all gonna we're all gonna make mistakes and uh, along the way and you've but you've got so much to gain and I think you know just go for it and have fun doing it and there's that wonderful quote which I think when it comes to self-belief is really good to come back to which is you know whether you believe you can or you believe you can't you're right So we might as well go out there and believe we can do this. And as I said, be curious. I wonder who all the people listening to this, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what wonderful things you're going to create. I'm excited. I'm excited. So there you have it. Emma believes you can. I believe you can. (laughs) So yeah, go out and create some amazing products. And I cannot genuinely cannot wait to see them. I find, this, I find this very exciting and um so Emma just say thank you so much you've I'm, I'm convinced that you have helped unstick 
I'm thick as that word, a lot of people that are listening. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for that. Um, I will link to your website in the show notes and to the coaching model that you that you mentioned as well, so people can go and download that load that and and work for it for themselves and yeah just thank you again so much for your generosity and your time and for and for helping us all move forward thank you so thank much thank you for having me you're welcome so I hope you really enjoyed that interview of Emma um, I think personally I think it was fantastic she shared lots of really useful tips and tricks things you can do to help yourself get unstuck so everything we've mentioned is included in the show notes so that includes my product creation checklist and Emma's self-coaching guide and um, both are absolutely free and you can get them via the show notes for this episode as always please do rate and review the podcast um, at the time of recording this is still you know re- a relatively new show and you know I really need them my goal here is to help other people and the more people who hear the podcast the more people I can help um and to help other people hear about the podcast it'll be fantastic if you could please um leave a rating leave a little review if you've got time and and tell people about the show so thank you so much and looking forward to talking to you again next week If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.